Hello and welcome to the Impact Podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you lots of discussion, comments and opinion on everything research and education. We'll be talking professional learning, what's happening in the education world and everything in between to help you make a difference in your school. Hello Jane. Hello Finn. Here we are again. We are. And we're recording this on a Friday morning today. So we're yes. a little bit more perky, yes. perkier, should I say, than we would be if it was the afternoon. Yeah. And we made a conscious effort to do that. We cleared our desk so that yeah. we can do it before lunch so that we are feeling a little less. Yeah. I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got an extra coffee this morning to see me through. Absolutely. So we are raring to go. And today is a big one. Yeah, well, this follows on the day we're recording this is the day after the Prime Minister resigned. Yes. So we've got all of that going on in the background. Yes. Which is surreal. It is utterly surreal. So, um, yeah. And so by the time this goes out, we might actually have a new Prime Minister. Yes, we might do. Might do. And fingers crossed it's somebody who can actually do the right thing. Someone who hasn't done the job before. Okay, yeah. Yeah, right. So let's talk about what we've been doing this week. So, um, oh, no, before we do that, let's talk about what we're going to talk about this week and just get that out there and then we can do our normal roundup of the week. So this week we are going to be talking about accountability again. And the reason that we're talking about accountability again is because it is such an enormous and important subject. Uh, but there's still no clarity around what we're doing with it. And I think that's something we're going to unpick and talk about yes. as we go through. And we, this is something that we've been bantering back and forth for the last, well, half term, really, isn't it? Well, I was going to say five so years. Is. Yeah, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So accountability is massive. And it is complex. And so we're going to get into the nitty gritty. I'm hoping I, I entitled this when I sent you some of the notes yeah. on this. I entitled this the Mahoosive. The Mahoosive. It is a, a Mahoosive podcast, one. So go and put the kettle on, get yourself a cuppa. If you're out walking, you know, aim for a long walk. Yeah, I was going to say strap yourself in yeah. for this one. Right. OK, so what have we been doing this week? Well, back to our usual um, mixture this week of online um, sessions yep. with clusters, yep. which has been great. Um, you've we've, we've got a nice contract with working with GL again yeah on looking at some of their um, standardized tests and how it progress relates to towards Wales. English yeah. progress towards math progress towards yeah. science we've yeah. got a little so how, it, how, it, well. how it works how it's related to here the curriculum within yeah. here within Wales so I know you've started your bit I'm yet to start mine so I'm probably like a little bit but I'm, I'm also doing a, a GCSE readiness piece of work yeah. with Which an example really it is it is really interesting and I think for schools for math departments it'd be a, a real game changer yeah um, but that that would be something that's coming out from aqa <clears throat> hopefully in the new year which yeah. is interesting so we've been working with morriston mm. cluster on assessment and progression um, and we've also been working with cumrumney welsh medium cluster on assessment and progression and using the science of learning to underpin yeah curriculum design so that assessment is worthwhile so there's there's lots of work going on here um, over the last week but of course we're we're already thinking about the next half term as well preparing for that because we'd quite like to have a break over a half term holiday well it's been quite a difficult half term this hasn't it because i know scotland finished for half, half term yeah a little bit earlier and yep. then england are off now yep. 
I should be off now we listen to this this week and then Wales are off to the week after it's so been it's such it is... a long half term I mean it's felt very long for us because we started back when Scotland did in the middle of August. August yeah so it's really felt I mean I I feel like I thought to myself one day last week I remember getting in the car in the morning just thinking I cannot go on like this I cannot <laughs> go on with these really really long days and just doing everything and as you were saying Jane just before we switched the recording on that it would be okay if all you were doing was work or all you were doing was family or all you were doing was listening to the news (laughs) but with everything everything. together and it's not just it's not just you know what's going on in politics at the moment it's you know the crisis in the nhs and you know the, your, your little, family and well, they're not little things that are going on either is it they're so just much. they're just massive yeah massive things as you said mahusive podcast and i think that's just everything it's mahusive whether it's the stage of life that we're at as well isn't it you know you've got you know, you've got your adult children you've got your yeah you know, your work you've got, you've got everything else you've got aging parents you've got all of that as well so yeah okay anyway yeah, so Close what we're going to do is we're going to stick our blinkers on. I say this a lot when we're doing uh, training is just say, stick your blinkers on, ignore what you can't change, just focus on what you can change. So the 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 thing that we're going to talk about today, accountability, and it is massive because we're what we're going to do is we're going to take a really detailed look, not just at um, what's happening with accountability in Wales right now, but the history of it, how people feel about it, why it is such a an important yeah. issue the importance to curriculum for wales particularly we're really going to get into it we we actually paid for research uh we we not, not commissioned it no paid to read it really. paid to this read it yeah i know we don't we don't often pay to read research we do occasionally but not that often but this paper just was so important that we had to we had to pay for it because uh, and read it and it has been a really interesting read but also linked linked to what we're going to talk about today, you might want to go back after you've listened to this podcast. We've got some related podcasts yes. that also talk about accountability. So we've got episode, we, we decided we're going to start to to um, specify which episode you can yes. go back and have a look. So you're not Let's start with the earliest one. Yeah, so the earliest one is episode 60, which which was a long time ago, yeah. which was what we were talking about, the National Resource for Evaluation and Improvement how it changes the culture around accountability. So that was when yeah. that was launched. And that kind of sets the scene for where we are in yeah. Wales. Yeah. So then then we did a f- one not too long after that, <coughs> episode 65, when we looked at changes to curriculum for Wales assessment, but obviously accountability yeah. was part of that. And then um, fairly recently in, in the grand scheme of things, episode 85, when we talked about ac- accountability make or break, and we looked at the new guidance that came out from Welsh government, and yeah. that was back. It must have been back in the end of the uh, end of the summer. Yeah, ten episodes ago. Uh, oh yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah getting yeah. towards a hundred. So the the focus for today is mm. the news or lack of it from Welsh <laughs> government on accountability, and the the reason that we're talking about accountability again is because in um, the summer during the exam results day it was august the 25th that actually the news Mm -hmm. report came out a news report came out from um wales online western mail obviously in relationship to um the gcse a level results coming out and the minister uh, uh, jeremy miles said in that uh report or was reported in that news report as saying that he was going to make an announcement about accountability early Mm -hmm. in the autumn 
and he didn't say term so early in, in the autumn. autumn so and you know early in the autumn um because technically autumn is september october november has already gone but if it was early in the autumn term we're coming They'd up to that, that date so that's what prompted us to look at accountability again and we'll get into you know uh what welsh government has said or haven't uh or haven't said well, later on i i think we've also waited each week for disc to come out to mm. see if there is some announcement around yeah. accountability and it's like oh there's nothing this week yeah oh nothing this week yeah and it's just got to that point where we just said well well when's it going when, to come, when is it when gonna is come, gonna come? because it's um, not just us either no because you know obviously we're in the midst of doing our assessment progression and accountability um, events we've done three so far two in Caerphilly one in North Wales we've got another two coming up in uh, Merthyr mm-hmm. and in November yeah they are ridiculously popular we we genuinely it was kind of a, a, a when we were talking about doing our workshop we went oh well maybe we could do a face-to-face and I, I was thinking back in the day when we first started you know we would uh, run workshops to like 10 people yeah on a, on yeah. a regular basis we went, oh okay well we'll just do one and 10 people will turn mm-hmm. up and it'll be it'll be mm-hmm. good to see people in person but I think we're getting into the realms of doing around about 140 yeah people over the, the five Three days and the yeah. reason that we do five days rather than do 140 in one go is because it's such an important subject that you mm. can't have the depth of conversation with 140 no, people no, no, that no, you no. can have with 20. No. So we've yeah. Tried, yeah. tried to keep them as small as and, we can. And, and to be honest, I did have a bit of a meltdown with the number of replies <laughs> we, were get, we were getting, so we had to work today's on. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't like turning people away. Yeah. But it's of that workshop, um, the mm. accountability section, which is the bit we do after lunch, has been the most animated mm. of all of the workshops. I mean, you know, just talking about what trackers everybody's using and why they're using it and what they like about it and what they don't like about it. And then talking about what good tracking looks like and, you know, the purpose of accountability. And this is what got us thinking about, well, why does accountability matter so much to so many people? Why is it this very high stakes culture? You know, still, even yeah. though you know, we've got a, um, a government that saying it's breaking the link between assessment and accountability. But I also think with that, though, when we look at the announcements that have come out of Welsh government from this term, mm. we've had uniform. It's all about consultations again, isn't it? I uh, must admit, I felt, and this is my personal opinion, this is not, you know, I just felt that the uniform was announcement, the way it was done. I, I think it's a an excellent idea to mm. reduce the cost of uniforms especially at the moment but it felt terribly cynical it came out but why now it, it, yeah it came out in the midst of the whole Liz trust you know debacle with all the the prices rising mm. then there's this full consultation and you know parents um obviously it being very important to parents it just felt like well we need to be seen to be doing something yeah. that will actually help people but it's this seen to be doing something yeah. that it just felt yeah and, and but, that's just a personal but thing. Ha, but have we had any feedback on the consultation around the school day? No, not as We're far as I'm aware. I haven't, well, we? I haven't looked for that one yeah. online, but I haven't seen anything. I'm sure we would have hasn't popped heard out. that one. Has, certainly hasn't been yeah. in dust. There's, there's just too much going on. No, okay. So, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> so what, what, um, what we were thinking about, what we have done, is that we saw this research paper because um, we were looking for information on accountability just generally 
and accountability in Wales and thinking about the history of it and you know why why is it so such a contentious issue why mm. does it raise such you know hot feelings with people and there was this research paper called ready for reform narratives of accountability between teachers and education leaders in Wales by Matt Hutt and Nikki Lewis who are both uh, lecturers at University of South Wales mm. and it was published in 2021 and as I say we don't normally pay for research unless there's a really good reason and but we did pay for this one to to uh, read it and gosh what a paper mm. it was absolutely a fascinating read and we wanted to go through can I just say it's quite a nice it is yeah yeah if you if you fancy paying 42 pounds to access the pdf it is well worth the money but it really brings forward why people feel the way they do about accountability so it's based on some structured interviews uh semi-structured interviews with um teachers classroom teachers with head teachers leaders middle leaders and with system leaders, you know, challenge advisors, mm-hmm. as they were called at the time, now improvement partners, is it? Um, that they're called, they, yeah, it's another one of those. Maybe something different next, yeah. next September. Okay. So those three groups of people, it, lots of interviews with them about mm-hmm. accountability, how they felt about it, what their, the expectations were for them, and how they felt about those expectations. And I think it makes sense for us to just go through each of those three groups and just talk about the things that came through that that Mm. piece of research because I think it really does highlight um, why the feelings are so high I mean just talking to teachers let's first of all define what accountability is and in the research paper I had a very nice phrase it called it answerability for performance Mm -hmm. which is you know uh, an effective um um, definition so teachers the the way in which accountability works for teachers is teachers feel that because often the performance management their performance management is related to specific standard targets for pupils mm-hmm. groups of pupils maybe even you know down to it it's not mm-hmm. listed as down to individuals but that's what the groups are made up of individual pupils and that's what it often means for a teacher you know, if you happen to teach at secondary school, particularly, and you teach, I mean, I, as I have done a core subject, and I've ha- been in a situation where my performance management was related to the results that my pupils got, and I at one point had six exam classes, the pressure that that yeah, places yeah. on you, because the expectation is that you have total and complete control mm. over the results that those yeah. children get. Yeah. And you don't know and it's it can be absolutely soul destroying Mm. to be held accountable for you know joe who whose family is breaking up and therefore doesn't perform well on the day and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it to support him or to manage the performance management discussion i think there's also different the, the one thing that struck me by reading this report was throughout didn't matter which um group you were talking they were talking about more so much though with the teachers and the middle leaders and the head teachers mm. was this this thread of anxiety and yes. stress fear and fear mm. that ran through the accountability and that's not what we want what we want in a in a profession the other word was punitive yeah and yeah. That, you know do we really want that that culture and, and this is the thing is is when you talk about accountability you, 
um, and you're talking about it with people who make decisions about how accountability policy works. They will talk about the accountability policy as being one that they want to broaden yeah. and that, you know, they want to make sure that schools don't game the system. And actually, when you talk about it with individual teachers, as this research does, yeah. you hear the kind of stories that everybody knows about. Maybe some people have been involved in. I know I have. And it's this compliance to regulations rather than professional mm -hmm. responsibility. Mm -hmm. And obviously there are schools where this doesn't happen because they're well run and the leadership is excellent. But there are very, very many schools where this does happen, where it's mm -hmm. a really mm -hmm. stressful culture, where you're mm -hmm. expected to get the results mm -hmm. for your children. And that's very much dependent on the external pressure that that school is feeling, because yeah. I think schools will have different amounts of external pressure from mm. different bodies depending where they are within the system and it's Absolutely. that it's that self-fulfilling prophecy then isn't it you know you get your results aren't where they need to be so you yeah. get extra pressure so that anxiety gets you know and it does get passed on to pupils in the classroom yeah you know as a teacher I'll put my hand up I'm very anxious that I, I can remember saying to my my, my pupils am I the only one concerned you've got an exam next week because yes. it, it gets to that point God, doesn't it and I it's just like that well. you know should we be in a position yes we need to get our pupils to where they need to be but not and, at and, and yes we need to be accountable for what we're doing but not as a punitive well and this is this is what's really interesting is the research brought out that the cost of that kind of approach means that you're working in a very short-termist yeah, yeah, yeah. environment where results rather than developing mm, evidence mm. important approaches and that was what I found really interesting is that if you're focused on your performance management in order to make sure that your pupils get the grades that they need you haven't got the the freedom to say well I want to try something yeah, different yeah. and it might not work at first it might need yeah. a, a longer approach or I might make mistakes during that mm. you can't afford to make mistakes well this research paper goes back and it and it and it cites some other research that look at accountability in general. Mm. And one thing it does does talk about was that through this accountability um, expectation that te teachers can deliberately narrow their approaches to pedagogy. Yeah. Um, and teachers deliberately um, so-called skilling and drilling, which yeah. we, we all know happen because yeah. we've got to focus on that. You know, we're talking very much GCSE here yeah. because you're skilling and drilling to get them through and it's not about the learning then. No, it's about performance. Yeah. And we've we've talked many times, haven't we, about you know, looking to employ someone to do some of our admin yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Someone with a grade C English language. Yeah, you couldn't. Who was clearly sentence. drilled to get that grade C, who didn't yeah. really have the understanding. And I think we we don't want to be in that position. We don't for want our learners. Yeah, yeah. We don't want young adults going yeah. into the world of work not being able to take the learning they've got and use it yeah. because they haven't got yeah. the learning they've just yeah. been coached and I think it's this when we think about the 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 future of Wales the future of the children in Wales as they you know enter adulthood we want them to have the skills the learning and that's why we need to be an evidence-informed profession we need to be using the best bets we need to have the space and time to yeah. try things out to make mistakes to learn yeah. from our mistakes and to fail, because that's where the mm. learning happens to failure. But if we're all so worried about making sure that our pupils succeed, mm. that we haven't got time to mm. learn and grow ourselves, then that, yeah. that's where the problem comes. And I think that there was this one quote that we both 
highlighted that I just want to read out in its entirety because I think it it it's kind of it describes really well what the problem is in some schools and if it's a problem in some schools it affects all schools um, a teacher said for example the results that we have this summer for whatever mm -hmm. subject were absolutely just fantastic but as soon as the results came out I mean on the day those results came out another significantly higher target was set for this year more 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 higher higher better better yeah. better better and I think that's a problem yeah it is and that is absolutely yeah. and I think it's it's not just a culture within education it's a culture everywhere yeah. this idea that we should always be growing mm. I mean you know yeah. economy we should always be getting better we should always be getting a higher standard and with that focus on growth improvement we forget about the learning that needs to happen mm. in order to get that and we actually lock that out and I think that that from the teacher's perspective those are the people kind of you know, on the ground, doing the work. And if that's what they feel, we've definitely got it wrong. But let, let's let's talk about head teachers and middle leaders and senior leaders. I mean, it's reflected there because they, they were talking about a reductive performance-based system that constrains and inhibits professional practice. Mm -hmm. And what, what I thought was interesting, because there was quite a nuance here, and I think this is where you get schools that are doing well who don't kind of succumb to that kind of skilling and drilling yeah. approach to teaching the head teachers have a different view on this obviously because they need the data themselves yeah. to know what's going on but it was they the 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 head teachers in schools where they had a more improvement um you know mm -hmm. evidence informed approach the kind of collegiate professional mm -hmm. um, discussion approach where they were actively having to work against the accountability mm. system to manage it mm. so that it didn't impact on the classroom. Mm. So it wasn't a case of, well, we'll do this a different way. It was a case of, I need to manage this so it doesn't affect the rest mm. of you. Mm. And the amount of that constant opposition to accountability must create, yeah, absolute exhaustion from head mm. teachers to having to constantly kind of hold back the tide of mm. skilling and drilling to say no we're going to do it differently and having to stand up to outside agencies and say no we're not doing that because it's not the right thing to do but there's there's always this this perception as well that school a needs to be doing as well as school, school b, b. And, and that's and where the, it becomes reductive yeah. isn't it because school a and school b might be very very mm. different in a very very mm. different context and i think if you're working in that environment and you know the context of the school you're in mm. uh, you, you know you might know the context of the school down the road and you know they're different mm. but somebody who's outside the profession or looking in and there are other external people that yeah that are involved in this accountability mm. it's knowing that schools are different pupils yeah. are different we can't lose sight of the pupils that are in front of us they are people at the end we always go back to talking about statistics that these are these are actual children yeah that we're talking about do you know it was i just it reminds me and i might have told this story before but i'm going to tell it again because i think it's really important i was listening to um, a scrutiny session with the children and young people mm -hmm. education committee and they were talking about uses of the pupil development mm. grants for um, disadvantaged children. And they were um, 
hearing evidence from um, head teachers as well as um, you know union representatives mm-hmm. and so on. And um, one head teacher was talking about how a school that he knew had been uh, had purchased a washing machine to wash the children's clothes because that's what they needed. And the assembly members or members of the Senate were not happy about that Mm -hmm. uh, because that wasn't, you know, a consistent message that they wanted to send. And I think that that in itself, that in itself is it's. But if a child has come to school and their clothes smell or are dirty, they're not going to learn. it's setting the conditions right for learning isn't it that's what it takes if that's what's needed that's what it takes absolutely and I think when we're thinking about head teachers responsibility in terms of accountability they are pulled between you know one set of um, targets and challenges another set of targets and challenges you know you've got the requirement for them to show that standards are improving Mm -hmm. whilst also knowing that they've got to have a empowered professional workforce that are doing the best for their children and the two do Mm. not sit well together it's this constant tension isn't it but in wales we've got and this research obviously was about wales we've got a system that is offering much more autonomy to head teachers much more opportunity to do what's right for their school because they've got their own curriculum what have Mm -hmm. you but with that greater autonomy there's much greater responsibility and I think there's a real worry amongst head teachers that that a more progressive approach i.e getting schools to set their own improvement targets which is what the um the self-evaluation report and that being used with us that's what that's focused on how will we have consistency and that's that's the issue isn't it it's it's the external people around this yeah at a different level the politicians should we say yeah you know the from the and local authorities directly yeah. for them yeah yeah okay so moving on to improvement partners and just as we start we just want to pick out one particular quote that kind of jumped out at us again from this research from one improvement partner or challenge advisors as they were called at the time they described themselves as the and I'm quoting here the soldiers of Welsh government mm. you know the, the idea that what they pronounce we have to then put into action and I I think that that that, that <laughs> speaks to it just feels like a bit like a dictatorship isn't it it's that yeah yeah but the 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 pressure that that puts yeah. challenge advisors yeah. under to make policy a reality yeah. despite in some cases that policy being in opposition to what is the right thing yeah, to do and what they might believe in you yeah it, it's it, you know they they hold a key role mm. in the accountability um system because welsh government hold consortia to account so uh consortia have to then yeah. hold, hold the schools yeah. to account yeah. so it doesn't matter that they're called improvement partners if no they're being held yeah. yeah if they're being held to account if you know the, the it's not an equal partnership is it no if yeah. ceos from you know the managing directors yeah. from the four consortia or oh, sorry six or seven consortia we have now are being brought to welsh government and said mm-hmm. okay tell us how you're yeah. doing show us the standards where are schools improving why are these schools not improving then obviously that's going to yeah. go down so it's i don't think that it's it's consortia's fault at all 
I think it's, it's the top. It? It's absolutely. It's, it's this. It's the system, isn't it? And I think we, you know, there is also there also feels to be a, a different element of accountability depending on which sector that you work in or which, yeah. you know, secondary yeah. versus primary. Yeah. You know, we're we're from the secondary, so I think we've both got a different slant on where the accountability sits within secondary schools because of course secondary have got external examinations yes and it's like that that that's the biggest element of accountability because it's life chances yeah. for pupils isn't it but it's, it's, at sitting, it's at the end we both said this this morning it's, it's like you know shutting the door after the horse has bolted in a, in a way isn't it let's let's not wait until the end yeah let's look at what's happening a lot earlier on yeah yeah i mean if we had let's let's just blue sky think this i'm not suggesting this no, as, a, no. as an option but if we had a system whereby year two we had um a rigorous robust accountability system that also had the option to build in some kind of qualitative narrative in there yeah. as well and context but it was a kind of right well how is this doing yeah and then you spent the whole of the rest of that child's education yeah. career fixing the issues or addressing yeah. the concerns yeah. rather than waiting until they get to GCSE and go, and go oh well yeah. there you go yeah. that didn't work yeah. and let's let's come up with some new uh, the, the, this one of the middle leaders said about they were constantly in their in their line management meetings trying to invent new interventions oh, let's not be yeah. thinking about that let's think yeah. about discussing ways that things can improve for that child where there's an issue not wait until yeah. they've gone and then we're thinking about what can we put in place for other children yeah so we've got we've currently got a very unequal system since march of 2020 when they did well yeah since since during the pandemic when they did away with um levels at fan mm-hmm. at, at um primary level um that we and we don't have anything now for the curriculum for wales at the moment so we've got primary schools who 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 can't really be held to account in the same way as secondary schools because there isn't that kind of you know specific level of accountability um but no accountability lever if if consortia i mean this is something that consortia the the improvement partners mentioned in the research if they don't have any kind of accountability lever they felt they couldn't hold schools to account. They felt that they couldn't force schools yeah, to, do to change things. things. And I think that's that also feels like, why should there be... There's a level of distrust there, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. I was quite surprised by that. And I'm not saying that that's not true. I mean, they obviously feel that, um, you know, there are some improvement partners or some challenge advisors going into schools and seeing problems happening and, and wanting things to change and not knowing how to get that to change to happen. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong approach. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that that's a really interesting comment, because why is it that the schools aren't changing? You know, why is it that the improvement partners feel that they need some more clout to make the schools yeah, change? Yeah. You know, is it that the change is too difficult, takes too much time and effort, that they haven't got the expertise? Is it, you know, is it that they're not being supportive fully enough? I, I don't I don't know what the answer to that is. But it, but it's not a case of, you know, you know, head teachers know what's going on in their school. Yeah, you would hope so. You would, would you know, wouldn't. So where is that element of distrust coming from? Because yeah. head teachers will know yeah. and they will have put things in place. <laughs> And they'll have a development plan. Yeah, yeah. And and 
in some cases where the development plan isn't good enough they don't need to be told this isn't good enough you need to do it this way they need to be you know they need a conversation and i'm sure lots of these conversations happen because there are some really excellent things going on but it's it's what we're doing is looking at when things don't go right and when feelings are high is you know it feels like pressure as opposed to support because it's coming down from the very top as pressure because politicians are under pressure from the electorate and I think that pressure is only growing you know with with the 24 news cycle and social media it's you know it is people want results and they want to they want quick easy right I'm just going to go back to the title because the title um, of the podcast was complex yet clear yeah you know people want clear unambiguous um, accountability results they want to know exactly what's happening and and how many schools are good and what's the progress and yet it needs to be a system that actually takes into account the complexity of human learning which is and because there there are so many audiences within this as well or so many people so many groups that yeah this accountability will relate to because we've also got parents yeah. governors we, we've got all of that that side of it as well and, yeah you know how many governors on the government on governing bodies haven't got that expertise in education to know you know reading between the lines what what the data is how many parents actually how understand? many teachers mm. and middle leaders senior yeah. leaders haven't done data analysis i mean yeah. um how many of those in the positions of responsibility and i don't just mean for data i mean for learning mm positions of responsibility have no understanding of statistics yeah. and how they work. Yeah. And I think that is, and shouldn't be blamed for that, but should be supported yeah. to know how statistics and data works. Yeah. And the context behind it. Yeah. You know, if we're going to expect schools to use data analysis to guide instruction, and they should be, then they need support to understand how that works and what data can and what it can't do. So we've kind of looked at, the research paper and and the feeling and this is why it's well worth the read though isn't it? oh it is mm-hmm. it is well worth the read because i think it it also points out some of the the plus sides of data you know knowing that categorization for example was widely misinterpreted mm-hmm. by the media and the public yeah um that the, the breadth wasn't good enough understanding the complexity of what goes into accountability um, makes it easier to understand why um, the simplicity of what seems to come out mm. isn't a true picture mm. and why things really need to change and maybe how they need to change as well. So I thought also it would be a good idea to look back at history. So I had a little um, look through the, the the history books to see where the last 10 years. From. Yeah, it is. Gosh, well, it's 11 years. 11 years. You look back and kind of some key dates popped out. And I think it is important to look back and see where we've come from because you get so used to just, you know, things as they are right now, last six weeks that it, it it quite, you quite often forget how far things have shifted. But I I, I just want to go back to one, one thing that one of the head teachers picked up, excuse me, I'm just shuffling lots of bits of paper to find the quote, but they were on about trying to be ahead of what was going on with accountability and, and the key point for this head teacher was that for the last three or four years the system has changed every year 
everything's changed and it was that frustration of moving the goalposts all the time and I think once you look at the history of where we are there's been a lot of history there's always this constant okay change 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 isn't there so whilst you're listening to this it's just thinking about the years and how much Mm. space there is in between each year so in May of 2011 Leighton Andrews actually set up the school standards unit led by Dr. Brett Pugh, which resulted in the school banding system in Wales, which was introduced Mm -hmm. in the autumn of that year. And this banding system actually required all consortia to create improvement plans with all band four and band five schools. Mm -hmm. And I think that, yes, you know, the, the, the key word there is with but when you've got that coming from the education minister saying right okay we need a system that identifies the weakest in Mm. the system and they will be held to account for their weakness yeah and plans will be made with another person i i can can remember it wasn't quite that it was just slightly after the 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 phrase the naughty 40 which was awful and i think that was complete Okay, and misunderstanding of where as a, uh, as a uh, somebody who's interested in linguistics, let's just <laughs> deconstruct the idea of the naughty yeah. forty. Naughty often uh, linked yeah. to children. I'm not saying that was a Welsh government. No, saying no, it, but, but it was. But that was bandied around. Yeah, well, within was, the profession and within the absolutely. So the naughty forty, yeah. you know, it's 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 um, you know, it feels like a parent and child. Yeah, for those for those of you who were, who weren't. In the teaching profession at that point in time, we were referring to the 40 secondary schools that were, that were banded of, um, red. Challenge that, Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was that that group of schools. Yeah. And you know, the the band four and band five. Well, firstly, firstly, I think all of the banding was published to the public, wasn't yes. it? And nobody, nobody would want to send their child to a band four mm. or band five school. No, not very many teachers would want to work in a band four no. or band five school. A head teacher taking on a mm. new role as a head teacher of a band four or a band five school that was a very different thing it, yeah. to taking on but what was really interesting is the banding system it was only uh, based on the results of just one cohort yeah. which meant that the results were very volatile and you had schools moving from band one to band four it's within like the space of, the pops, of a year yeah, yeah it was yeah. and it was um you know there was also a mismatch with ESTIM reports. So the banding didn't tally with those requiring improvement and so on. So it started off with a a very punitive- Very very crude, I think. Very crude, very simplistic. And then in September, 2014, we had the school categorization system. So this Mm. was effectively a rebranding of Mm. uh, the process where we had a slightly more nuanced data yeah um analysis that went on behind the scenes but i think this is more where the where the where that group of 40 came in i knew i knew it was roughly round about this this point yeah so the the, Mm. to be fair the categorization system was an improvement on the banding system but it still it wasn't that different it was a rebranding as opposed to a different system and we had a traffic light system based on the amount of support that schools required now the system was described and i'm quoting here from uh, the government of the time the system is not about labeling schools or creating league tables but that's exactly what it is still if you if you're labeled a red you're still labeled a red yeah and you know this is where (laughs) this is where just saying something 
doesn't change the reality. Everybody knew in reality that if you were a red school, all of the connotations that that yeah. came with. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they kept on saying, yeah, but it's about the improvement capacity. It's about making sure that those schools who require more support, it doesn't mean they're a bad school. It just means they require yeah. more support. That message didn't really get out, did it? Well, because no, it no. was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't in line with how the system actually worked. Yeah. So again, all the categories were published, all the red schools received a huge raft of, in quote unquote, support. It, I know that at the time we were working with schools then, and we we would often get calls from schools in red categories, yeah. but then have to stop our support because they were under so much pressure yeah. from Estin, from Consortia, from the local authority. Um, and we would see schools more often from the Amber where they'd, they- Yeah, the support wasn't was wasn't as frequent yeah um all green schools where they got nothing at all yeah and it was you know it was it was a really interesting time for us because we we'd get quite desperate calls from red schools but then we'd end up not doing a great deal with them because it just it got so difficult but we did we got more and more calls from green schools mm -hmm. as the, as the mm -hmm. system went on because they were getting less and less support and I think um, that then what happened is 2020 and the pandemic hit and categorization yeah. was stopped. And then in June of 2022, interesting, because I went back through all the news reports and everything, it was Eston who announced the ditching of the categorization system. Not Welsh Government, uh, it was Irvin yeah. Evans, the new Eston yeah. um, Chief Inspector. And that, I don't know, it, it was it was commented on at the time. It was just a bit odd because Eston is supposed to be an arm's length um, body and the categorization mm -hmm. system was a Welsh government policy and yet it was mm -hmm. Eston. Anyway, I suppose that, that then fed into the not making specific judgments about a school within the within the inspection reports. Yes. So those elements of judgments <laughs> have gone now from, which I think is a huge step in the right direction. Yes, Absolutely. So the best thing that happened to schools during the pandemic was the, re re the release of the kind of the pressure in terms of accountability. Estin became pastoral support as opposed to inspection. Mm. Categorization system stopped in March of 2020 or effectively then yeah. because of the pandemic. So since March of 2020, there hasn't been any kind of banding or categorization or mm. leak table. Comparison. Yeah. There's been no standards comparison nationally mm. that schools are allocated a position in. And then on August the 25th of this year, the education minister, Jeremy Miles, made a comment uh, in a news article around the GCSE and A-level results. And I'm quoting from the article here, but again, it's reported that this is what Jeremy Miles said. New performance measures to assess and compare school standards will be announced early next term, er, uh, Education Minister Jeremy Miles said today. So, early next term. Well, as soon as, you know, we're already looking at November in the diary. Yeah, yeah. So, where are we? Uh, we? We are people of long memories. So, we went, oh, okay. So, it's going to be announced. And I'm sure a lot of head teachers might have read that and gone, oh, okay, it's going to be announced. So early in the term. So it felt like we were going to get something this year. Yeah. And I know that on our, on our courses, 
there's been a lot of discussion of well we need to do something because what if we're asked for it and we haven't yeah, got any yeah, data yeah. yeah any data is better than nothing just in case yeah it's, it turns around that yes you're going to be accountable for this but we haven't collected the data for it yeah so we went back to mm-hmm. welsh government on twitter via dm and said look you know have we missed something nothing's come out could you let us know because you know schools would like to know and we had a response and the response I mean, we'll put the response in full, I think, in, in um, we'll, we'll put a link to it somewhere. But the response is basically saying that a announcement would be made, but that there's not going to be anything coming Nothing. through this year. Mm. And so we, we kind of went back because obviously we kept a really close eye on this because this is and, of and, such important. And do we mean this academic year, academic year or calendar this calendar year? year? Yeah. Okay. So it's going back and looking at the process that Welsh government have tried to use to fix the accountability Mm -hmm. system. And I think understanding what's gone on gives us a better idea of what situation we're actually in. So we've got Kirsty Williams recognised that accountability, the accountability system, as Graham Donaldson said in Successful Futures, that accountability can make or break. Yeah curriculum for well so Kirsty Williams put in place a research project led by ARAD research to answer questions like how good is curriculum for Wales at raising standards for mm. learners and they were due to report in July and their report actually is online uh, you can access it we'll put the link in the in the show notes and basically their report said that there isn't enough data in the system currently to answer those questions. So that then raised the issue, well, what data do we need? So then obviously Jeremy Miles put in place a another research project run by social finance to generate or to identify the data that is required for accountability purposes. Mm-hmm. So data that schools need to have that they can then share with outside agencies to recognise what's happening in terms of standards. And that project was supposed to report in July of 2022, this year, for recommendations to be responded to in September so that um, a performance measurement system could be put in place soon after that. Um, And I think everybody, well, certainly everybody I've spoken to about it just kind of expected that if they were going to report in July recommendations made ready for September ready for September that that was a kind of you know the inference but what has happened now we know that the social finance research project has actually been delayed they're still collecting data or they were still collecting data at the end of September beginning of October it looks unlikely that they're going to report on final recommendations until maybe November. November. And then we they've said that there will be recommendations will be made to Jerry Miles, who will then suggest or, or then will create a consultation, which will then take place in the rest of the autumn term and the spring term. And then there'll need to be a response to the consultation from Welsh Government and put in place the work that's needed to be done to create that data because when you look at the draft recommendations from social finance which actually um, 
we've had access to through governor webinars that these are not small things they will yeah. need time to be created i mean one one of the things that they're talking about sampling testing which is actually an excellent approach that scotland used for like many scotland years did, yeah before they got rid of them and they're talking about sampling for things like um the the basic skills literacy numeracy yeah. digital competency but also critical thinking resilience areas of learning and experience and so on these broader is that well they're talking about taking a year to do that yeah, yeah so potentially we might not have a performance measurement system in place until september 2024 yeah it's gonna take a while isn't it so with that in mind if we're not going to have anything in place till september 2024 if the minister has known about this since july of 2022 why have schools not been told yeah i think i think schools just want to know one way or the other yeah and not have this well that doesn't feel it doesn't feel very uh, transparent no. or professional or there's no well, Let's, where's the partnership yeah, if they're being yeah, if that information yeah. is being held back yeah. and, and it is that one thing that's causing that anxiety isn't it they need to know one way or the other where this is going and i know and i you know yes you go back to donaldson and you know it could make or break yeah you know are we in a position where it's going to break what we're doing yeah well that was one of the things actually that was really interesting from social finance um, there were two there were lots of surveys and qualitative you know information that they were gathering and you know things like the an evaluation of the MPET project and stuff like that 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 was very sensible but that generally speaking it was not going to impact no. huge on schools work so they didn't need to worry too much about that but there were two things I think really stood out one this sampling testing which yeah. is an excellent approach and could be a real game changer in terms of you know the, the feeling of gaming the system or teaching to the test because it wouldn't it would be anonymized yeah. and it wouldn't be linked with school the other thing that they were talking about was this idea that um consistent approaches to, to learn a progression because what head teachers were telling social finance was that the schools were concerned that they didn't have a consistent understanding of aspects of curriculum for wales relating to progression and they're worried that their learners may not make progress in line yeah. with other learners in other schools before the GCSEs. And that's certainly some of the conversations that we've been having on the workshops. That's one of the concerns that's been raised by delegates yes. that have come to those sessions yeah. is that idea of, you know, how are we going to measure and show this progression? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in school, to, to elsewhere? in school A with curriculum A, which is very different to school B and curriculum B, yeah. well, how the do they make sure yeah. that those neither of those schools are disadvantaging yeah. pupils in yeah. comparison with the other? Yeah. Well, we've all got the same endpoint yeah. of GCSEs. Yeah, but in terms of progression, is that what social finance responded to? Well, the obvious, obvious response to that is that mm. you need to have uh, quantitative tests against the progression steps. Yeah. But we recognise that this is not in line with the ethos yeah. of curriculum for Wales. So... You've got the, the, the research body saying, well, look, you know, if you want to measure consistent comparative standards, you need to have yeah. a, a consistent comparative standard. Yeah. And you've got one in terms of the progression steps. But the ethos of curriculum for Wales is variability and variation as opposed to consistency mm -hmm. and standard. 
So you can't have this. No. And we we're and back surely to that same if, issue. And it, surely if it did go back to aligning with progression steps, I mean, what message is that giving? Because that's very clear from Welsh Government yeah. that we do not assess yeah. against the progression steps. So I think where we've got to is this whole discussion around accountability is accountability is incredibly complex Mm. and i think possibly welsh government are beginning to realize how complex this really is you know teachers and schools have known this for a very long time and have been telling those that want to listen that this is not straightforward no this is really complex you know i mean how long ago was it that we were reading the assessment guidance from welsh government and saying can you actually break the link between assessment yeah. and accountability? I'm not sure that's even really possible. So, you know, it's, it's we've, we've, we're no closer to an answer, but I think yeah. it's, it's almost like Welsh Government have suddenly realised, yeah. oh my God, we might not have a system for four years. Well, well there was this, this phrase that, just go back to that, re, that research um, paper, mm. and it was talking to a challenge advisor, and they were talking about this, this, this desire to move beyond... The, this accountability tension that we've yeah. got and they said it's it's imagining accountability i'm just quoting directly from here now imagining an ac- accountability system that avoided being reductive by incorporating a broad range of factors and indicators but also could be clearly understood by all particular participants and stakeholders yeah i think it's a and it's that's a, the problem isn't it yeah it's making a system that's easy to use that everybody understands that that works in terms of sharing that data to make sense of it but also that doesn't reduce individual learners to something so reductive that it it limits their experience of school and i think that the the whole um you know understanding how curriculum for wales is um supporting learning that's what the accountability system is kind of setting out to do, but they're recognizing how difficult a job that is without unintended consequences. And I think we've got to a point where, you know, I would not want to be Welsh government right now because they will be held to account by opposition parties, by the, the committee, the scrutiny committee, by the electorate for whether curriculum yeah. for Wales is good enough for learners or not. And whatever the accountability system is it's going to be a compromise yeah but you know i know covid has has thrown a massive curveball in everything Mm. that's happened since Mm. you know but we are talking what six years after kirsty first yeah started the ball rolling we are no nearer to knowing how to hold schools accountable for the progress that they're making with learning within so curriculum for Wales yeah so it's on that chewy note <laughs> <laughs> I know I know it's it's so I think it kind of kind of summing up we've got it's really really difficult everyone feels very strongly about this for very good reasons because they're it, it's overly punitive yeah and it's it's holding people to account without providing the support and you know and that is the problem isn't it because there isn't enough support to balance out the accountability yeah. and Welsh government, I think are afraid at the moment to, to be honest and say, this is really tough and yeah. we're not sure we've yeah. got the answer. Yeah. We're trying, but they're in a position now where potentially they're going to have no measure of 
standards or the effectiveness of what's going on in schools other than Estin yeah. and the school's own yeah. self-evaluation report for four years. Yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? That is a long time. And, I, and I, it's it's the long time when you look at the life chances of that group of children yeah. over four years that, you know. Yeah. And and we we don't know what the answer is. Absolutely no, not. No. I mean, it, it's a really, really difficult one. But I think the bottom line here is that this is a, the situation that Welsh government are in. And they have, as far as we can see, they have known about this for some time. They have known that a accountability performance measurement system isn't going to happen anytime soon. And they seem very reluctant to share that truth with schools to whom that news could make a significant yeah, difference, could take the take a massive amount of pressure off. And we feel that that's just really not right. Yeah. That doesn't feel like a supportive government. No. Okay, so should we stop on there? that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's coming up for us then? What's coming up for us? Poke the bear. Fit. Yes, poke the bear. Poke the bear. Um, we are continuing with our assessment contracts. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're <laughs> cracking on with those. So hopefully by the time we get to November, we'll have yeah we'll have those done and dusted. We've obviously got half term, so there's no podcast going out on over half term. No, I'm going to be on holiday. You are. Yay! I'm going to go. And- sit in a shepherd's hut with my husband yeah, for three with, days with no wi-fi yet <laughs> no wi-fi and lots of rain yeah um so you'll come back three days not knowing what's happening in, in the political world yeah maybe we've got our business we meeting. have got our business meeting do you like a business meeting we, we, like, we like a business meeting do a bit of strategy Just to see where Hurry we're going half half. yeah see where we're going and uh hopefully we'll get i'll manage to get a couple of days off of a half term as well which would be nice yeah, yeah. But more um, importantly, yeah. because it is Friday, we've got Curry Half and Half yeah. coming up in a few minutes yeah. now. So we're yeah. going to finish the podcast yeah. for today. So we do wish you a relaxing half yes. term. Well, and we'll, yes. we'll be back with you um, soon after. Back in, in November. Yeah. Take care. Bye now. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. You can find us online at www.impact.wales. You can also follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Impact Wales. On Facebook and Instagram, search for Impact Wales. And on LinkedIn, search for Impact School Improvement.